This is episode 165 of the Manager Track podcast, and we're going to talk about overdone strength. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team successfully, and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question, and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress and dread, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders who know how to lead so everyone wins and grows. In this show, you learn how to think, communicate, and act as the confident and competent leader you know you can be. Welcome to this week's episode of the Manager Track Podcast. As I said in the intro, I want to talk to you about overdone strength. And if you're not familiar with this term, I want to introduce to you what that really means before we get started. And then we'll look at some specific examples of how overdone strength could get in the way of your effectiveness as a leader. Now, discussing overdone strength, I think is a really important concept in terms of developing your own self-awareness so you can uncover more blind spots and areas where you might think you're doing really well, but you're actually overdoing it. And overdone strength are hard to point out and hard to identify on our own. And it usually takes an assessment or feedback or coaching to help identify them. Okay, now before I continue going down that track, let me take a step back and give you an example of what that may mean. Imagine you are at a party and there's music playing and slowly but surely the volume of that music is being turned up. It gets a little louder and louder. And initially you might feel like, hey, nice. I feel to be, this is fun. And you feel inclined to dance or you just feel more inspired by the music as it gets louder. But there will be a point where if the volume continues to be turned up, you'll get to a point where your ear starts hurting. It's just too loud. And at that point, you may want to walk away or leave the party or go outside. This is a perfect analogy of overdone strength. Initially, the strength that you display, let's say you're being very collaborative, you're being competitive, you're being very caring for people. Those are strengths and they make you unique and they make you actually really effective. This is when you're tuning it up and it's all good, but at some point you will reach that level where what was so good before now is being overdone and it makes you less effective in specific situations or in specific interactions with other people. And that is what overdone strengths are. Now, oftentimes we have the dual mindset where we think of weaknesses and strengths, but they do not take into account the fact that we can also overdo our strength. And this is something that often gets overlooked in terms of leadership development. It's something that I pay a lot of attention to, especially for people that are going through transitions. Because I do a lot of work with new managers or mid-level managers who want to level up, in those transitions, they are really prone to start overdoing their strength because what worked well at the level that they were playing at before now may actually be overdone a lot faster. Now, there's one more aspect to this. When you're overdoing your strength, not everyone's going to think that you're overdoing them at the same time or at the same level that you're displaying the strength. For the strength that you're overdoing, for example, which is why they're hard to recognize in ourselves, you have a very high tolerance. Let's say you're someone who is very social 
And you may feel like, hey, I'm relating, I am building relationships, we're being social, this is fun, I connect with people, and you feel really good about yourself. Imagine going back to the example with the music, you're still dancing at the party, you're having a blast. But the ability to socialize and relate and communicate or build these relationships, for someone else, if they have a way lower tolerance to the volume than you do. So for them, it quickly becomes intrusive and they want to pull away. They feel the music is way too loud earlier than you do. And so you're still dancing and they're leaving the room. And you might not know why, but to them, whatever is happening is no longer good and doesn't feel right. So while you still think that you're being sociable and you're relating, someone else may feel like, wait, too many questions. This feels intrusive, too much in my business or my private life. I don't like it. I don't like these conversations. And they do not feel good while you're not recognizing it. It's a blind spot. And so a big aspect of growing and becoming more effective as a leader is to increase your self-awareness on the strengths and the weaknesses, as well as, and again, this is often overlooked, your overdone strength. And that is especially important when you're going through a transition. Most of my clients, all of the new managers for sure, are going through an assessment where you have conversations about their overdone strength. And then a lot of my mid-level managers or senior leaders are going through a similar process as well to uncover what their overdone strengths are to then be more mindful in such situations and deliberately tune it down when they realize I might be just doing more of that. And they become more balanced, more adaptable, and hence more effective as a result of that. So in essence, with your strength, more is not always better and overdoing them can hurt you as much as underdoing. For example, let's say you're competitive and you're really pushing your team to say, let's hit the milestone, let's reach the goal, let's beat the sales targets from last year and this year we're doing better. For example, those are competitive traits and it may really inspire your team to push hard and achieve the goals. So productivity will increase for a while as a result of that. But if you're doing too much of that, your team will start to feel stressed out. They don't have enough time to rejuvenate. And then their overall morale and vitality will decrease. This is when you're overdoing it. On the other hand, you could be really supportive, right? You could help everyone and be a caring, supportive leader. And initially that makes people feel good. They feel their morale is high, the trust in you is high, the relationship is good. But when you're overdoing it and you're too supportive, you reduce their sense of ownership and their own confidence that they can figure it out and you don't need to always help and support, but they can grow and rise to the occasion. That is undermined. And as a result, yes, they may feel good, but productivity will suffer in the long term. So finding the balance in when is it useful and for how long and with whom and when does it start to undermine productivity or vitality as a result of that. And you may not realize it because you're still feeling really good about the way that you show up. I'm giving you a few more examples to bring that point home. And I hope that helps for you to also take a moment to assess what are some of the strengths that you display and that you might have gotten really good feedback on, especially if you were transitioning into a new leadership role or are up-leveling and expanding your scope of responsibilities. What are things that may have helped in the past, but now you need to rethink what you're doing and how you're doing it. 
So another example here is being really adaptable. So we have people who are really good with change. They're really good navigating different circumstances or different personalities. They can wear many different hats and adapt in the situation. If that's you, what this may allow you to do is to be really effective in many different things. And that is useful, especially as an individual contributor. When you move into leadership, though, being too adaptable, again, overdoing that strength can create this perception that you don't have your own opinion, that you don't have your own stance, but that you're constantly adapting to what stakeholders or other senior leaders want from you. And you don't push back with conviction. You are not creating and owning your field and your team but instead you're always adapting to what's needed and your team can feel like you're not advocating on their behalf enough and that you're always adapting to other people's opinions and other people's decisions without pushing a strong foot forward, without putting a stake in the ground and defending that opinion in a way that demonstrates conviction and inspires confidence. It may also make it seem like you're going for what's easy, not what's right. Again, when you receive pushback, you may immediately turn into a person who will accommodate or adapt and demonstrate some tolerance and flexibility. And that means you're doing what's easy, not what's right. As a caring and driven manager, I know you want to strengthen your leadership skills, advance your career, and lead a high-performing, engaged team. And in order to do that, as a leader, you need to lead with a system not by shooting from your hips or reacting to everyone else around you. To do so, you need to first learn what should go into a leadership system and second, develop your own. Now, the good news is that I teach you one must-have part in your leadership system in a concise, actionable, and yet comprehensive course focused on running successful one-on-one meetings with your direct reports. It includes over 67 minutes of tactical leadership training, plus a set of resources to make this as easy and immediately applicable for you as possible. You can either watch the video lessons or listen to it through a private podcast feed on your phone. You can get your hands on this course, which I want every single manager to have, for a nominal $19 at ramonashaw.com slash one one. That's two times the number one. You can check the show notes for the details or head on over to ramonashaw.com slash one one to get started right now. I'll give you two more. One is on the similar to the caring and being overly supportive. On that note, this is one that I commonly see. It can be very useful and sometimes we're misusing the term servant leadership by saying, I'm very supportive. I'm always there for my team. I'm answering everyone's questions. I'm constantly helping them get the job done. But as a consequence of that, you may seem tired. You are perceived by others as someone who doesn't really have boundaries. You may work over the weekend or work late night and are quick to respond to messages on Slack or on Teams, not even giving other people the chance to really own their field of responsibilities because you're so quick to jumping in and trying to be helpful where they feel a little undermined even though you didn't intend to do so you may also not be seen as a good role model especially when it comes to boundaries you may say to your team hey you don't need to work over the weekend please don't work at night but then you constantly do it so you're sending mixed messages as of well if you're in my role and you want to have my role you got to work nights but in your role for you that doesn't apply and that's a mixed signal 
It could also be that you start to feel resentful or if other people don't appreciate your help, that could be with your team members, it could be with your boss or other peers. So time management challenges, being resentful, being stressed out or sending that unconscious, unintentional signal to someone else that you're stepping in because you're faster or better and you're not really letting them own the responses, own the work. Now for you, it may sound like or seem like you're being very supportive to them. It may not feel that way. They may feel like, ah, oh, my boss jumped in, but this was really mine to own. One personal example, that's different to the being too supportive. Mine overdone strength is being too rash. So I make quick decisions and I have no problem making quick decisions. And especially if something excites me or inspires me, I can see it, read it and like, yes, totally. I want to do this and I will overcommit or I will go down a path that then down the road I regret. And I know this about myself. Being quick to act has many advantages. It can be a great strength for me, but also I know that it's gotten me in trouble more than I wished. Now, the first thing for me was to learn, oh, this is what's happening. And then the second step is to put some practices in place that will help me balance this out and recognize when it happens. So for example, I have an agreement with my assistant that I don't make quick decisions. So when I have the incentive to say yes to something really quick, she will remind me, wait a second, let's think about this and slow it down. And as I am saying it to her, I'm being reminded, this is one of those quick actions. I need to let that sit for a moment. I do this in my personal life as well. When I'm trying to make a good decision and I feel really inclined to say yes, I will remember, hold on a second, this is me being quick to act. Let me think about it. Let me not respond. Take a moment to assess and see the bigger picture to evaluate whether I really have the time and the capacity to do this, whether I have the financial resources to do this, or how it's impacting my family or how it's impacting my team at work when I say yes to these things. So those are practices I've put in place in order to mitigate and manage my tendency for this particular overdone strength. So these are some examples of how overdone strengths show up. And I hope that helped you think about what yours might be. There are many, many more that consistently show up in the work that I do with leaders. If you want some help or you think this would be a useful exercise for you, check the link below, schedule a strategy call with me and we can talk about what that might look like and how I might be able to support you in this process. As you might remember, if you're a regular listener, you've probably heard me talk about the APS method to leadership development. To grow as a leader, there really, it boils down to three specific areas. A for awareness, and this is what overdone strength are, to recognize what are we doing well, when are we overdoing it, what are our weaker areas that we have to find others to complement us or to recognize where we need to level up. The second one are the principles that we put in place. A principle that I derived from my overdone strength of quick to act is to not make quick decisions without taking a step back and letting it sit for a day or two first. That's a principle. There are a lot more leadership related principles that will then guide your actions, your decisions, your behaviors, all of that. So that's the second one. And then the third, the S in APS is your system. So the systematic approach to routines and practices that you put in place to make yourself as a leader more effective and to create the sense of consistency and reliability that not only helps you lead, especially with an increasing amount of responsibilities within your team, but also make you more predictable and reliable 
in the eyes of your coworkers overall. So that's the APS method. Again, if you want to learn more about that, I'm going to link to another podcast episode on the APS method in the show notes. And with that, we're wrapping up this episode for today. Again, I hope this helped you build a little bit of awareness just by listening to the episode. But I do really encourage you to solicit some feedback from others, to have conversations with maybe your manager about how you might be overdoing some of your strengths. Or if you want some external help, reach out to me and we can make a plan on what that could look like. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll see you next week with another episode of the Manager Track Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then check out two other awesome resources to help you become a leader people love to work with. This includes my best-selling book, The Confident and Competent New Manager, which you can find on Amazon or at RamonaShaw.com book and a free training on how to successfully lead as a new manager. You can check it out at RamonaShaw.com masterclass. These resources and a couple more you'll find in the show notes down below.